0: Hello everyone, Justin Johns here, President and CEO at East Central Energy, and I hope you're having a fantastic day today. I would like to spend some time talking about an issue that came up in the recent legislative session around carbon-free electricity, and the bill kind of dubbed the 100% Carbon-Free Electricity by 2040 bill, signed into law by the governor on February 7th, 2023, And it was a very politically divisive and complicated conversation. East Central Energy, as well as the rest of the Minnesota Electric Cooperatives, had significant reservations around this bill, around the impact to reliability and affordability. And so we engaged with our statewide organization, the Minnesota Rural Electric Association, to have a dialogue with the state legislature around this bill. I had the opportunity to testify at the Minnesota senate energy utilities environment and climate committee to share some of those concerns in my testimony i talked a little bit about the importance of reasonable dialogue about the future of the electric industry it's great to have aspirations for carbon free it's great to have aspirations for decarbonizing the grid it's also very important to have reliability and affordability in the region there's a lot of forces at play inflation fossil fuel costs, supply chain issues that are impacting the cost of delivering electricity. And what we don't want to do at a time like this is artificially increase the cost of electricity. And sometimes mandates can have that impact. Now, through the work of our statewide organization and the legislative representatives in our area, we were able to achieve some really important amendments to that bill. And those amendments or compromises really gave us some flexibility to continue to operate fossil fuel resources into the future. And I will say this, it's, it's really important, it's really unfortunate that these issues around energy have become so politically divisive. This legislation was really a cornerstone of the Democrats' victory. In November, once they controlled the House, the Senate and the governor's office, they really had the ability to push through the legislation that they wanted to achieve. And and around energy, this was one of the crown jewels for the Democrats. And, And I can appreciate that. At the same time, it was important that we were there to represent ECE members' interests around reliability and affordability. And so I was thankful that we were able to have that dialogue and continue that conversation and I do believe that if we had taken the wrong tone, come in too aggressive or pushed back too hard on the legislative efforts, we could have really been kind of dismissed or removed from the conversation altogether. And so I'm proud of the tone that we took. I'm proud of the message that we shared. And we still have a lot of work to do to achieve this, this mandate and to meet the bar on what's required. So I want to break down the mechanics of of this bill a little bit so that you can understand what it really means. The mandate requires 60% of electricity generated to be uh, carbon free by 2030. It requires 90% of the electricity to be carbon free by 2035 and 100% of it by 2040. Now, Great River Energy, the wholesale provider for East Central Energy is well on their way. They have a very progressive portfolio. They sold Coal Creek Station recently and that sale alone was was a big move in the right direction. In terms of the decarbonization of their power portfolio, any central energy supported that. I supported that personally. Our board supported it, and so it's it's a great move for Great River Energy. It it freed them from the carbon risk, if you will, in the state of Minnesota, and the plant is still operational, and so there was no impact on reliability whatsoever. So moves like this have been, have been really good for Great River Energy and I'll say that they have made some just wonderful investments in wind energy uh, both in the state of Minnesota and in, in the region. and, and those, those investments are going to pay dividends for a long time. They're, they're very affordable contracts and they are going to allow us to keep power supply costs relatively flat in the coming years. Decarbonizing the grid and the energy transition as a whole involves a lot of technology. Uh, it involves wind energy, it involves solar energy, it will involve battery technology at some point, and of course electric vehicles will be a part of the conversation uh, from the transportation sector. And, and, and throughout this conversation, throughout this transition, it's really important that we continue to have respectful and conscious and uh, robust dialogue around the future of our energy industry, and, and that we work responsibly to implement those options when they make sense. Um, we've allowed politics to become very divisive in this state and in this country. And I, and I think that's somewhat unfortunate. Certainly there are you know, varying interests around some of these issues, but I think we've allowed the, the hard right and the hard left to control the conversation when, I, when, when in actuality, a large majority really reside in the middle and, and wanna do the right thing. And, and as an electric cooperative, that's really our goal is to represent you on these important discussions as they relate to our industry and really make sure that as we continue to operate this cooperative, we're doing so in a responsible manner from a financial perspective, from a reliability perspective, and from an environmental perspective. Um, If you have any questions about ECE's stance on this important legislation or would just like to talk about it, please feel free to give me a call at 1-800-254-7944. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you.